From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly exploration of new and important research in education. Today, we look at Principal Pipelines, a groundbreaking six-year Wallace Foundation initiative centered on one big concept. Principles matter. If you think about it, teachers go to work every day in a school building, and the leader of that building is a big factor driving whether they like going to work or they dread it, whether they feel supported or they feel kind of abandoned or out on their own. So by improving the odds that these schools have good leaders, the districts are improving the odds that there's someone there who can promote good teaching. We welcome the Rand Corporation's Susan Gates, who led a multi-year study of the Principal Pipelines Initiative to understand its cost, implementation, and impacts on student achievement and principal turnover. What we found is that in both math and reading, two years and three or more years after getting a new principal, there were positive and statistically significant effects. Gates also discusses some important takeaways for researchers, policymakers, and school districts across the country. So the components of the pipeline that we found to be most affordable for the districts to implement were also those that the pipeline district representatives perceived to have powerful benefits. That's right now on Research Minutes. I'm Keith Umeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I'm speaking with Susan Gates, Director of the Office of Research Quality Assurance with the RAND Corporation. Thanks for joining us, Susan. Thanks, Keith. Happy to be here. Today, we're discussing principal pipelines and RAND's study of a groundbreaking six-year, $85 million effort to support that concept in six large urban school districts. The findings are substantial, and we'll dive into them in a minute, but I wanted to begin, if we can, with just a little background. What are principal pipelines and what led your team to conduct this study? So our study team was hired by the Wallace Foundation to evaluate an initiative that they launched in 2011, termed the Principal Pipeline Initiative, or PPI. So the concept of principal pipelines built on a base of existing research that was available at the time First of all, research demonstrating that principles matter, as well as existing knowledge about what makes for an effective principle and better ways to prepare, evaluate, and support principles. So this knowledge base suggested four key components of comprehensive principle pipelines. The first one is defining and setting leader standards. The second is high-quality pre-service preparation for aspiring principals. The third is selective hiring and placement of principals. And the fourth is on-the-job evaluation and support of principals. So in launching the Principal Pipeline Initiative, the Wallace Foundation wanted to test whether large districts could put comprehensive principal pipelines in place and document the implications for schools and students if they were able to do so. So they funded the initiative in six districts across the country, as well as an independent evaluation effort. RAND and Policy Studies Associates partnered on the evaluation study. 
And what kinds of districts were you working in? Maybe can you give us a description of the practices and policies that they implemented to adopt this principal pipelines concept? Sure. There were six large school districts that participated in the initiative, and all of these districts were among the 50 largest districts in the United States. Each of those districts served more than 80,000 students, operated more than 130 schools, and were what we call majority-minority districts, which means that they served a student population that was over 50% minority students. In fact, these districts served between 65 and 96% minority students, depending on the particular district and the year. I emphasize these characteristics because these districts are outliers in terms of their size and the diversity of the student populations that they serve. Our findings are based on the experiences of these districts, and so they may not generalize to other types of districts across the country. Now, you asked what practices these districts implemented. So as part of their participation in the initiative, the Wallace Foundation asked these six districts to undertake improvements with respect to each of the four principal pipeline components that I mentioned earlier. They were asked to approach these components strategically, to align them, and basically to do them better. The initiative also called for the districts to develop systems and capacity to support and sustain this work after the initiative ended. Another thing that I'd like to mention is that these districts were not just selected at random. They were invited to apply for the initiative, and they were ultimately selected in part based on their prior work related to principal pipelines a demonstrated commitment to school leadership as a lever for school improvement, and some preliminary activities with regard to one or more of these components. So even prior to the official launch of the initiative, these districts had been doing something related to defining and setting leader standards or pre-service preparation, selective hiring, or on-the-job evaluation and support. Now, each of the principal pipeline components encompasses a wide range of specific activities. I mean, there are a lot of different things that the districts could do and that they did do with regard to principal pipelines. Some of these activities, like interviewing and hiring school leaders, are things that all districts do, right? I mean, when a district has a principal vacancy, it has to fill it one way or another. Some districts do it well, others less so, but they all have to do it. Now, other activities like delivering pre-service training for principals, those are things that some districts do or, or get involved in, but by no means all districts. I mean, a lot of districts are happy to just have university pre-service programs, prepare principals, and, and they just hire people who already have that. So in the course of the initiative, the, the pipeline district were asked to improve the way they were doing some of the things that they had already been doing and also to undertake some new things. So after just three years of your study, your team had already started seeing some dramatic results. Can you walk us through what you found there? Sure. So to look at effectiveness, what we did was we compared changes in outcomes in schools that got a newly placed principal in these 
pipeline district with changes in outcomes in schools in other districts in the same state. And what we did is we studied over 1,100 schools in the pipeline districts that got a new principal during the study time frame and compared the changes in outcomes in those schools with changes in outcomes in over 6,300 matched comparison schools in other districts across the state. These comparison schools were similar to the pipeline schools in many ways, like student characteristics, baseline achievement, as well as the fact that they got a newly placed principal in the same year. The only difference was that they were located in non-pipeline districts in the same state. So when we did the analysis and did that comparison, um, what we found is that in both math and reading, two years and three or more years after getting a new principal, there were positive and statistically significant effects. More specifically, the average effect of principal pipelines across all six districts three or more years after the placement of a new principal was 6.22 percentile points in reading and 2.87 percentile points in math. That is pretty substantial. And I understand that your team also found that this principal pipelines approach had a significant impact on principal turnover as well. That's right. So we found that newly placed principals in pipeline districts were um, almost six percentage points more likely to remain in their schools for at least two years and almost eight percentage points more likely to remain in their schools for at least three years compared with newly placed principals in similar schools across the state. And this is important because it's well known that principal turnover is costly for districts, and it's also disruptive for schools and for students. And what these findings mean for a district is that for every 100 newly placed principals, the pipeline district saw six fewer losses of new principals after two years and eight fewer losses after three years than non-pipeline districts staffing similar schools. So this means fewer staffing transitions for the districts to deal with and less churn for the teachers, the parents, and the students. So this study is surely one of the largest of its kind, but the impact of this initiative and the scale of these improvements seems pretty monumental as well. How do your findings compare with those found in similar district-wide initiatives? And why do you think this approach had such a positive effect on student performance and turnover? So that's a great question. As we were writing up the report after finding these effects and and thinking about how to frame the findings, we, we really struggled to identify relevant points of comparison. We didn't come across any comprehensive district-wide intervention for which there is evidence of positive effects of this magnitude. As you probably know, many evaluations of education interventions generally, and especially when you're talking about district-wide interventions, find no effects at all or even negative effects. Those interventions that have identified positive effects of this magnitude tend to be targeted in one way or another, perhaps limited to students who participated in a particular program or received a particular type of support or who were in a classroom led by a teacher or who had participated in a specific program or students who had attended a specific type of charter school so it it wouldn't be a district-wide effect. Now, 
in response to your question about why this initiative might have had such a positive effect, I, I have to reflect back to the base of knowledge that was the impetus for this initiative in the first place, and, and that was research demonstrating that principles matter. So essentially what this district-wide initiative did was to ask districts to make it a core district objective to ensure that every school has a good principal and to put hiring and support systems in place to improve the odds that they would achieve that objective. So the initiative asked them to be strategic and intentional rather than reactive about who is leading their schools and what the district expects of those school leaders. So some people ask how it could make such a big difference to improve the quality of school leaders, but we know that teachers are the most important school-based factor influencing student outcomes, but if you think about it, teachers go to work every day in a school building, right? And the leader of that building is a big factor driving whether they like going to work or they dread it, whether they feel supported when they're at work or they feel kind of abandoned or out on their own. So by improving the odds that these schools have good leaders, the districts are improving the odds that there's someone there who can promote good teaching, who can create a positive climate to create an environment where good teachers really want to be at work and want to engage in the the learning that they need to do to improve their practice further. So, you know, kind of taken together and, and stepping back and looking at it from a big picture perspective, it actually makes a lot of sense that this could have um, a substantial impact on outcomes. As a concept, Principal Pipelines has received a lot of attention since your report was released, and for good reason, due to the findings that you've been discussing today. Um, what would you say are the takeaways here, especially for maybe districts or policymakers who might want to adopt this concept in their own school? Do you think that some of these strategies are replicable, even for, let's say, under-resourced districts? So in terms of the takeaways, it's important to emphasize that this really was a district-wide initiative. So while the benefits accrue to students and to schools, um, implementing principal pipelines is a district responsibility. And our study found that the cost to districts of implementing this initiative was not large. In fact, we found that pipeline districts spent less than one half of 1% of their budgets to operate and enhance these principal pipelines. And that's not the over and above cost of enhancing the pipelines during the initiative. These pipeline activities are not just add-ons to what districts had already been doing. In many cases, they include activities that all districts have to do whether or not they undertake an initiative like this. So our spending estimate includes spending on these business-as-usual activities that the districts were undertaking prior to the launch of the initiative. And and this is important to bear in mind because many of these business-as-usual activities are things that all districts have to do one way or another, whether they, they do it well and strategically or not very well. So when we think about that one-half of 1% 1 of the budgets that the pipeline districts were spending on these pipelines, if we translate that to a cost-per-student basis, 
it amounted to roughly $42 per student per year on average for these districts. So, you know, it's not a big number overall in terms of um, school district spending. So you asked about whether some of these strategies would be replicable even for under-resourced districts. And, you know, we recognize that even that $42 per student per year might seem like a high amount. And our cost analysis definitely pointed to some low-hanging fruit, if you will. So the components of the pipeline that we found to be most affordable for the districts to implement were also those that the pipeline district representatives perceived to have powerful benefits, namely changes to leader standards and to hiring practices. Each of the pipeline districts did develop or refine their leader standards during the course of the initiative, and they also put in place or improved hiring pools based on those standards. And our cost analysis found that that those were relatively low-cost activities in comparison to the pre-service preparation and um, the on-the-job evaluation and support. Do you think there are any opportunities here for future research, either for your team or others who might be working in school leadership? Well, as a researcher, I'm sure to say that there are tons of opportunities for additional research to inform districts uh, about the relative effectiveness of specific pipeline activities and to uh, support continuous improvement. One thing I'll, I'll emphasize is that as part of the initiative, all of the districts that participated developed something called leader tracking systems. So these are data systems that pull information from a number of district data sources, human resources data sources, as well as data sources that have information about student achievement and student population characteristics. And these data systems allow the districts to track information on the one hand, about the current and aspiring leaders in the school districts, and on the other hand, about the schools in the districts. By marrying information about these these two factors, these systems have supported data-driven decision-making within the districts about, about the staffing process and about the support that they provide to principals. And it also has informed district decisions about professional development for aspiring leaders. And the other thing to mention is that many of the districts have been able to share some of this information with their principal preparation partners, such as university-based principal preparation programs, to help inform their programmatic improvement as well. So especially when you when you look at a district level, these data-driven approaches create a number of opportunities for additional research at the district level and in states with robust statewide data systems. Um, such analyses could be done at the state level as well to better understand what practices are more or less effective and to promote continuous quality improvement. Well, this study and this concept of principal pipelines is clearly one worth following moving forward, and I applaud your team's work um, here in this report. For listeners who would like to learn more about it, I encourage everybody to read the full paper. It's titled Principal Pipelines, A Feasible, Affordable, and Effective Way 
to improve schools. And that's now available on rand.org. Susan Gates, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Keith, thanks for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure talking about this. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to this series, visit us at cprehub.org. That's c-p-r-e-hub.org. To share thoughts on today's episode, or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at cprehub.